0: Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU. And right now, some Marvelous Marvels. I'm Alex. I've got Marvel Vision. I'm Justin. I'll stop singing and uh, now. And we are going to do a bunch of news updates for you, kicking it off with a lot of stuff bubbling around the Marvel's trailer, which stars, of course, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, and the Marvelous Monica Rambeau. Now, before we get into any of the news items that have happened over the past week since the trailer dropped, I just wanted to get your feelings on it, your thoughts. This is the first big footage we saw from the movie. How are you feeling about the Marvels, Justin? The trailer looks fun.
1: It's uh, combining three characters that we know from the comic book world but are sort of un really unseen a lot in the main universe. Uh, and the premise of the movie where the, the body switching f- makes it fun just from the jump, as opposed to a lot of, I think, comic book movies lately have been like really getting us into here's so here's what's happening. And it's a lot of catch up. This one's very much like, look, they can't stay in their same uh, spots and they keep moving. And that in itself gets us in a better place from the jump.
0: Totally agree. I will come clean and say I'm 100% a sucker for body-switching comedies. I don't know what it is, but I just have like a <laughs> That's very, a
1: very specific taste that you
0: I like. know. I have a very low bar for them. There's just something about them. Like, obviously, they need to be funny. Obviously, they need to be jokes. But there's something about the premise just inherently works for me. So I was kind of on board with this. But I think, like you're saying, with the trailer, it's fun. It's funny. The reactions are funny. I like... This combination of three characters, you know, you have you have Captain Marvel, who is sort of the seasoned veteran. You have Monica Rambeau, who loves to poke things. She sees a shiny wall yes. somewhere. She's going to poke it and gets bowered. Put your hand in it, exactly. Put your hand in it. A classic scientist behavior. And you got Kamala Khan. You know. I, I there were things that I liked about Miss Marvel, the TV show, things I didn't quite like as much or didn't quite work for me. But the one thing that unequivocally worked for me was Amon Valani as Miss Marvel. Yeah. And getting here to see getting to see her in 100 percent fangirl mood in this trailer, that's the Miss Marvel we know from the comic books. You know, completely unfettered. I'm very excited to see that. All of her lines were laugh out loud, funny. So I think it's an exciting mix. I think it's fun. Uh, We don't get lots of sense of the plot other than the body switching setup, but that's okay.
1: I don't want to know that stuff right now. And the other thing, like, this movie feels like it's weird. It's a weird idea to be like, these characters doing this thing in this big, splashy Marvel movie when we're not doing as many of those anymore? And so that's like – I think a lot of people are nervous that this is a little risky and and all that. But this could have the same flavor as the original Guardians, where it was like, why are they doing this movie? And then it was like this great, fun ride that we were all on because no one sort of was like, well, I know Iron Man or like that's my Thor on screen. It's like this is something new and different. Uh, Let's go.
0: Now, the other thing that I'll say about this is this really solidified for me a lot of hope. Positivity for the future of the MCU. I feel like we've been in this very down place for a while. You know, whatever you feel about the different movies and TV shows, I do think everybody can agree that reception generally has been mixed for the past year and a half to two years to the MCU. Certainly, some people have been more positive about some things, some people have been more negative about some things, but the discussion about the future of the MCU and the cracks in the arbor here that we've been talking a lot about on the podcast. Again, whatever your personal feelings are, I think you could put those aside and say, yeah, for the first time, people are really legitimately questioning the future of the MCU. We've got three things that we've seen coming up, right? We've got Guardians, which feels like this very funny, but very emotional, very epic, End to the Guardians trilogy. Then we saw Secret Invasion. This harkens back to Winter Soldier, one of the best MCU movies. It feels twisty and dark and maybe a little more adult and interesting. You know, all the Spy Keeper stuff going on. And then you get the Marvel's trailer, which is just plain fun. And it feels like, to the first time for me, seeing those three things, mind you, only about two-minute-long trailers-ish for each. But it feels like a lot of different tones. And that makes me very excited for where things are going.
1: Yeah, I mean, coming off of like the huge end with um, with Endgame, it felt like they were sort of a like what's happening, a little wandering uh, with the Marvel Universe. And now it feels like especially with a couple misses to have them rededicating to like, okay, let's find some new stuff. Let's take a couple risks, find some new tones. Reminds me of early MCU days. um, And I'm just hoping that's where we're headed and not more sort of. Bloated things that feel like, well, we have to do this because we decided five years ago that we were going to do this thing because <laughs> that's no fun for anybody.
0: Yeah. And obviously, the proof is going to be in the pudding in terms of what like the actual shows and movies are like. I do think we are still at a place where the MCU is one bad or even okay thing away from continuing the what's going on is Marvel in its flop era conversation. Yeah, exactly. And I I say even okay because okay sort of rounds down to bad at this point, just in terms of the critical reaction.
1: Well, but that's what it's such a bummer because like Marvel had they built up such a head of steam and the reputation of like we will always crush and like that's not feasible. Like no. that's just <laughs> no one can do that for as long forever. So like they're going to have, you know, movies that aren't as big. They're not going to keep shattering records every time. And we just can't all be in free fall. The people at Disney can a little bit. But like they have to someone has to maintain a sense of like it's OK. This is good quality stuff we're doing
0: Yeah, getting back to the Marvels trailer for a second, some fun things that uh, I'll point out that I'm sure people picked up on, but in case they did. One, you've got Saber, which seems to be an extension of S.W.O.R.D., the space station that Nick Fury is on at the beginning of the trailer is... Basically, the peak, which is the observation tower that S.W.O.R.D. works off of in the comics. It looks a little bit different, but it's close enough to be essentially the same. Uh, you've also got an army of flurkids later in the trailer. Very fun, just building on the jokes there. And there was, oh, the other thing that I was going to mention is we get a very brief glimpse at the villain of the movie, who is played by Zawe Ashton, and that's Darben, who is in the comics, a ruler of the Cree. So again, we're getting the Cree as the villains. I guess we'll have to see, again, how it works in, what the overall plot of the thing is, because mostly they're setting up the situation, these three characters, and the comedy of it here.
1: Now, the Cree famously, they do not like the Skrulls. Mm -hmm. Are we headed for a Cree skrull war? Uh, Something that even comic book
0: fans are like, what's that about? Well, this, I think, ties into another topic that's come out of the trailer, which is a good question that, honestly, we're not going to know for a while. But how do Secret Invasion and the Marvels fit together, given that Nick Fury is in both? I I believe reportedly as you might expect by, you know, how the chronological flow of time works, the Marvels mm. takes place after I've been doing research occasion. on that, how
1: <laughs> stuff keeps happening in one direction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep trying to go the other direction.
1: Yeah. not Not so much. It's hard to find the reset button on, like... Today, for instance.
0: Yeah. Oof. I'd love to reset today over, to be honest with you. Anyway, the. uh, So we have Sam Jackson going through this all scrolls thing to the point of what you're saying in Secret Invasion. And then as we see him in the Marvel's trailer, it's classic Nick Fury. No scraggly beard. He's wearing the eye patch. He's on a space station. So I'll throw out there is this Nick Fury or is this scroll Nick Fury?
1: Yeah. And how will. are they that tied together that we're going to feed one right into the other? Where's the revelation? It feels like the revelation that would be in secret invasion. If there's a Skrull, Nick Fury bouncing around the universe and has been for a while and maybe will be in the future. But I also like, that's a big idea to be like, and now that's true everywhere in the MCU.
0: Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see we're months off on it. I'm sure there will be clarification there. My hope is that we don't get like, the Marvels is feeding off directly from Secret Invasion, and you have yeah. to watch all six episodes of Secret Invasion to understand the Marvels. My hope is really that they do become what Marvel was at the beginning, that it's not doing your homework. It's like, yeah, if you saw that thing, that's great. You're going to understand a little more and get a little bit uh, more of an understanding of the overall tapestry of the universe. And we are ultimately building to this big story. But something like the marvels hopefully you should be able to get all the information you need to enjoy the marvels by watching the marvels
1: true i hope so too but i will say if you didn't see Ms. marvel i feel like you're this this trailer you're like wait what or <laughs> yeah, or who are those Ponda people Vision. what's that family what's that house what's going yeah, on wh- who are all these people the character we see the least is captain marvel
0: yes so That's it's true. like
1: that, and she's the one we've all seen in movies and before so like that's an interesting way to come through this sequel to... This is technically a sequel to Captain Marvel, right? Technically, yeah. So it, we, the character we're sequeling is the one we see the least, and she's sort of like, what's happening? Where am I? The whole time. So it, it, <laughs> it is a weird way in.
0: But she very much is forefront, I think, in terms of leading these people. I do think we're getting a reestablishment of her place in the galaxy towards the beginning of the movie she's going to sort of we see this training sequence that's very fun where very quickly you can see it looks like they've figured out how to properly switch their powers as they're all fighting and clearly Bree Larson as Captain Marvel is training them so again we'll have to see the movie fun setup however there is another thing which anybody could have predicted that's run off of this which is that the Marvel's trailer is now the most disliked MCU movie trailer on YouTube, uh, mm-hmm. that's stupid. Yeah, is what I would say.
1: Yeah, and I think that's this doesn't have all of the like fan base uh, heroes in it. It's a, like we said, it's different. The same way that Guardians was different. So like people not liking it based on the trailer is closed minded and not available for this potentially someone's. It's going to be someone's future favorite movie in in the Marvel.
0: Well, let's be straight up about it in terms of why people are disliking the marvel's trailer like you said people are allowed to dislike things they're allowed to you know give a thumbs down on youtube that doesn't take a lot of energy but for the marvel's trailer to be the most disliked trailer in 24 hours is a coordinated campaign of misogynists and racists putting this down because they don't like Brie Larson. They don't like having uh, Muslim characters in the MCU. They don't like having black characters front and center. That's 100% what it is. Does disliking this movie make you misogynist or racist? Not necessarily, but it certainly mm. is putting you in the same category as these overwhelming trolls who are misogynist and racist who are disliking this movie for the simple reason that Brie Larson's face is on it. And that is wrong. Yeah. Agreed. So, it's Bubber. Movie looks great to me. Don't uh, listen to the trolls. Don't listen to uh, reactions on YouTube or IMDb audience scores or whatever. Ultimately, they don't matter. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Let's move on with something else. Mia Goth has been cast in an unknown role in Marvel's Blade. I'm going to assume she's playing herself.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Dude, they, is, someone said, "Get me a goth," and they were like, "Me a goth? <laughs> yeah, no, get right. me a goth." It was all who's on first situation.
0: Here's the thing: Given me a goth, who is great, mind you. If you've never seen Pearl or X or any of Infinity Pool, any of the stuff that she's yeah. been in, she's awesome. But she is the sort of person that looks like a Victorian ghost come to life. So yeah. if she was not in this movie, I'd be surprised. It's the sort of thing we're like: <laughs> she just be on set someday. And they'd be like, is "She in this movie? Not sure." Well, anyway, just. Roll roll, camera. Let's go.
1: I mean, I feel like at one point they're like, oh, no, she's a vampire. And then eventually they'll be like, no, she's a real vampire. She's been <laughs> a vampire for in all of these movies, just acting as a human. So, like, it, this is, like, so natural and it's cool. She's uh, a great person to be in this movie.
0: She is a great person to be in this movie. The other thing that I think, and this has nothing to do with her being cast in the movie, and she's not going to do this, but is always very funny to me. If you ever listen to interviews with her – on screen, you know, she's an interesting looking character. She talks like a normal person there. But in real life, she has this high pitched British, almost like Cockney accent where she sounds like somebody that's come off stage like a kid from Oliver, where she's like, I was starring in Pearl and let me tell you about it, sir. It's the funniest thing. I hope she uses her real accent in Blade for no reason. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, a movie that everyone involved, (laughs) Herschel Ali in prime position, is taking very seriously. They're (laughs) going to have like a a comedic news girl character. God, I hope so. Maybe, sir. Maybe.
0: Uh, The rumor is that she's going to be playing Lilith, who I believe is the daughter of Dracula in Marvel continuity, which also makes a lot of sense.
1: (laughs) Drax. And her father will be um, accompanying her to awards shows, who is Dracula. in Uh, yeah, there you go.
0: And a couple of other little details about this. We mentioned Mahershala Ali, who is starring as Blade. Jan Demange is the director. Michael Starberry is the writer. The release date right now is September 6th, 2024. And it is expected to start shooting in Atlanta later this year. I think Mia Goth is shooting Maxine, which is the third movie in the X Pearl trilogy right now. So presumably after she's done with that. Maybe September-ish, I would say. I don't know, something nice. like that. Nice, look at we'll you, start reading trying. the
1: tea leaves. Yeah, there you go. Checking the flight logs, following the money.
0: Let's move over to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. This comes from The Wrap. There is some early tracking that has been set for the movie. Right now, they explained that it is at least... 125 to 130 million dollar opening people have been responding in a very paddock fashion because guardians 2 opened for 146.5 million dollars back in 2017 i would say this is nothing to paddock over what would you say justin
1: 100 percent tracking is fine i understand why everybody does it but it's not it's – not, it's rarely ever nailing it. Like it's a just a bar that I think people can guess an over-under on because that's where – based on the quality of the movie, word of mouth, and what's happening in the moment when the movie comes out. No one predicted what, what did Super Mario Brothers track at, and it
0: made so much more money. Mm-hmm. And that's got Chris Pratt, the star of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy as well. So I assume the same audience that went out for the Super Mario Brothers movie will come out for Guardians 3 hundred percent. The Prats, the Pratheads. Pratheads, the crisp rat fans. the <laughs> l- Like you're saying, yeah, this tracking, they even say in the article, and clearly nobody read the article. They just read the discussing film tweet about this or whatever. But they're, they're very specific about, this is early tracking. It's not based on box office receipts from Fandango or anything like that. Yeah. It doesn't include the social discussion, or it's the earliest possible prognostication. But also, I would throw out there even if it only, quote unquote, makes 125 million to $130 million opening weekend, Guardians 2 made one hundred forty-six point five million in 2017. That was six years ago. We are in an entirely different place. Even if we're starting to have big openings now, people still factor in a lot of different things when it comes to seeing a movie opening weekend certainly Marvel may have been hurt by the reception to quantum media where people feel like, eh, I don't need to see Marvel as much anymore. But I would say they're doing an effective job of selling this as the end of the Guardians trilogy. The question I think that's going to affect it the most is how much people believe that. Do they believe, oh, this is actually the end of Guardians or there's going to be a Guardians 4? And I think the more they push – like. Yeah, Rocket's probably going to die. Yeah, Chris Pratt is leaving the franchise. All the stuff, the more likely people are going to be like, oh, this is an event. I have to see it opening weekend.
1: So, see. Yeah. And if the movie's great, like if this movie is great, like everyone's like, well, Quantumania, Marvel, Panic, blah, blah, blah. But like Quantumania was not a a great movie. No. I think (laughs) we can all agree, even if you liked it, it was not a great movie. So if this movie is great and it feels more likely that this movie, you know, same creative team, really like uh, characters everybody seems to love that have only been gaining in prominence in the MCU over the course of their run here. I think this has the potential to just break all that that tracking, because if it's good, it's good. People will go see it.
0: Totally. Let's close it out with a couple of little casting things. Now, this is one that I believe we knew. But he was spotted on set, so it's 100% confirmed. Ben Kingsley is back as Trevor Slattery for Wonder Man. Like Mia Goth, that feels like a no-brainer to me to bring that character in.
1: You got a superhero who's an actor? Bring in the only other actor, actor who's <laughs> had any resonance in the Marvel Universe. Uh, the man who played the Mandarin cannot wait. So, I'm so such a fun bit.
0: So excited for that. I'm actually excited for him to be in this TV show, too, because – if he's in multiple episodes, potentially, we could actually really see Ben Kingsley grow the character. Like yeah. it, like you said, it's a great bit. They, the bit that they had in Iron Man 3, one of my favorites that they've done in the MCU, the bit that they also did uh, – You know, he got to do a little bit more over in Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, but potentially – Getting to see him, uh, Ben Kingsley, a great actor, really grow the role and explore it. Sir Ben Kingsley, I believe. Sir, excuse me. Knighted so for acting.
1: When you're knighted <laughs> for acting, you gotta be a good actor. They yeah. don't knight.
0: That's at least. knighting is mostly sword stuff. How if do you get knighted, knighted for acting? By the way, like, do you have to sort of just kind of? You have to go out on a quest first. You have to really slay on stage and then you get knighted for acting.
1: You have to kill a dragon purely with your performance of a monologue. You have to <laughs> That's actually awesome. murder people with how good you are at uh, doing a Shakespearean uh, text.
0: Wow. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm very excited about the show. I think it's going to be great so far. And last little bit, Morena Baccarin and Stefan Kapisik are returning for Deadpool 3 as Deadpool's girlfriend that I'm totally... I should have written down the name, but I forgot the name. <laughs> and uh, slash wife. Sorry, girlfriend slash wife. And Colossus... Stefan Kepesik plays Colossus. Uh, also, Karen Sony and Leslie Uggams were returned as Dopinder and Bly Dow. So basically all the characters from Deadpool 1 and 2 that you liked are going to be back for Deadpool 3. It's fun. I mean, it's
1: like it's our it's the X-Men universe. They're dipping us. They're slowly turning the temperature up. In this metaphor, we're a frog who loves mm. X-Men movies. Oh, uh, yeah. Slowly turning up the temperature until we're going to boil in our favorite thing.
0: Yeah. Uh you know what happens to a frog when you boil it? Same thing that happens to anything else. <laughs> paraphrasing a little bit there. Yeah, uh, no, that's true, though. The last thing that I'll mention, I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, but I thought this was interesting in the deadline announcement of this casting. They also clarified, not clarified, they said that Sean Levy is on board to direct, which we knew. Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese, who wrote the first two, are writing this as well. But also Zeb Wells is going to be working on the script. We know him... Uh, Well, we interviewed him, right, for uh, Robot Chicken, and we've talked to him with comic book stuff before. I think this is a great choice. He obviously knows the characters in the Marvel Universe very well. He's a very funny guy. I assume he's probably doing a lot of punch-up with bits and things like that. So overall, I'm excited for this. I didn't love Deadpool 2 as much as I like Deadpool, but I think they have a real opportunity here to do a fun, wild movie. Totally agree. Yeah. And that is it for our Marvel update. If you got any tips for us or stories you want us to cover, feel free to email us, comicbook at gmail.com. Also, you can check out our live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come back out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel. You can support us at patreon.com slash comic book club at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, Comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay. Marvelous. The tracking says marvelous.